0: Hey guys, it's Simmy and this is Brustling Unlimited as we are here, let me fix this camera really fast, as we are here on the 27th of December 2021 to talk about everything I mean they went down tonight on Monday Night Raw Ooh, excuse me, I just took a big ol' swig of Mountain Dew and now it's coming back up in the good way, it's just burps, I ain't gonna throw up or anything, but Regardless, we have tonight's Monday Night Raw tonight. All I'm going to say tonight is video package. That's the word of the night. Video package. So many GD video packages. Like, holy moly. So many video packages on this goddang show tonight. Um, all right. I Got a message, but it's nothing. So we're good. <clears throat> but overall... Even with so many video packages and things that didn't go as advertised and whatnot, I thought the show was actually really easy to watch. I really did. And I guess with even saying that, I enjoyed it. I pretty much did enjoy tonight's Monday Night Raw. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You could subscribe either with a tiered subscription, just like Rosario9248 recently did, just like Hot Cross recently did, or... You say, I ain't got the money, but I already paid for Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. Take that, Amazon Prime. Link it to your Twitch account. Ka-ching, ka-ching. You've got Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a bunch of cool things like free games, like Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered, stuff for games like Fall Guys, Valorant, New World, and more. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel that you want to support throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you supported us right here. Wrestling Unlimited, because it ain't gonna cost you anything to link your Twitch account to your your Amazon Prime. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation, just like Jack Dawson just did. Really do appreciate that. Remember, super chats always get read live on the air, and they're the best way to get your comment, question, or concern read. Also, remember by hitting that donate button down below. Well become a channel member as a channel member you get early access to news early access to podcast videos early access non-news videos and so much more i should have a non-news ish it's still kind of news related but it's not like a pressing news story now video coming out later this week so that should be fun and that will go down i want to say i'm gonna put that out wednesday for members, channel members, and Patreon subscribers, and then Friday, no, Saturday morning, that video will go live for everybody else. Maybe I drop it Friday night. We'll see. I don't know. But also remember, you can support us by going to the Epic Games Store. If you're if you're already buying things from Epic Games, whether that is Chapter 3, Season 1 in Fortnite, skins for Fortnite, skins for Rocket League, or games like Riders Republic, Guardians of the Galaxy, and more, it's going to say, hey, do you have an Epic Creator code? And you do. It's right here. It's PWUnlimited. With that, all you got to do is put the code in, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, and we get supported. We, I'll say it right here, get a kickback. If you use code PWUnlimited at Check out whether that is on the Epic Game Store, in the Rocket League game, or in the Fortnite game. You don't even have to be on the Epic Store in Fortnite or in Rocket League. It'll just say, hey, do you have a code to support a creator at the bottom of the item shop? And you do. Right there. Right there. PW Unlimited. But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Hold on. may have some news out of raw, give me two seconds to look something up on WWE's Twitter. Dum 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 dum. dum. Raw talk. Mm. I saw someone say something in the chat about something being announced for next week's show, and I don't see it. Maybe it was announced on Raw Talk and they haven't tweeted it out yet. We'll we'll check back again at the end here to see if it does actually get announced. But I'm not going to say anything without confirmation. Because I've had people, trust me, in the past go, hey, they just announced this on, on social media for next week's SmackDown or next week's Raw. And then I say it and then it's completely wrong. Because I thought, oh, well, this person ain't lying in the chat now. No offense. But if you tell me, hey, this was just announced. It's not that I don't believe you. It said I want confirmation first. But with that. He um, says, what's the first rule in seat fillers? Don't talk about seat filling. Oh, that's rule like nine or something like that. Actually, I can tell you right now what number rule that is. But if you guys didn't see it, WWE put out a list. Well, not WWE, actually. It's not even WWE. It is. The State Farm Arena actually put out a link to become a seat filler for WWE. And one of the rules rule number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, rule number 12 of 13 states the following You can take pictures of the event for your own personal use. You can also post them to your social media accounts if you want. However, we ask that you refrain from mentioning that you are a seat filler. We do not want the general public knowing that we use seat fillers. No videotaping whatsoever. Yeah. they also ask you, please don't get too drunk. One here says, Refrain from having too many alcoholic beverages. The last thing we need is an intoxicated seed filler. If we determine that you're visibly intoxicated, you will be ejected from the arena. So yeah. Yep. Pretty funny. <clears throat> like I said, Fonzie, I, I believe you, but I just want to conf- confirm it myself before anything. Cause again, I'm not watching raw talk right now, but I will Check WWE's Twitter to see if they announce anything because it should get announced up there. But With that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about, so let's start it off. The show opens up with Riddle and Randy Orton. <clears throat> uh, they seem to get a big reaction from the crowd here in uh, Detroit. Riddle had a Christmas card. Orton chucked it aside. He also had a Happy New Year's hat, birthday party hat thing on as well. Riddle was acting like Riddle, Riddle basically. So Orton cut him off and said, the only thing that would make him happy heading into the new year is beating notice right now, like tonight. Riddle said he was off last week. We had some self-reflecting. and basically said he turned himself into a snake. He said, I did what you said, Randy. I found my inner Viper. He said that his skin started to shed, and he grew scales, and he turned green, and Randy goes, uh, I suggest you see a doctor for that. Horton's then said, you know what? You weren't here last week. Let's send it to the truck. There's the people in the truck to play the video, so Riddle knows exactly what happened last week. And as they're sending it to the truck, you can hear Riddle go, the truck? What's the truck? Well, they play a video recapping everything that went down last week with Randy Orton beating Chad Gable, but he couldn't quite RKO Otis. And they come back and Riddle goes, whoa, hey Randy, how'd you get that to play on the Tron? Was it magic or something? And Riddle's, or Orton's looking at him like, all right, whatever. And then Riddle goes, man, it was kind of funny and interesting. You couldn't take down Otis. Maybe he's unarcheable because he doesn't have a neck, you know what I mean? And then Outwood would interrupt. Dad Gable and Otis. Gable put over Otis, speaking for him. He said that he's got his master's degree and he graduated with a 4.0 GPA. But for some odd reason, they never say what his master's degree is in, even though we, at least I know, it's in graphic design. It's in graphic design. He got his master's degree in graphic design from Full Sail University. But for some reason, they never mention what it's actually in. Which... I'd like to see some of his graphic design work as a graphic designer myself. I'd like to see some of his work and projects. It'd be interesting. I mean, you don't just get a degree in graphic design just to have it and not actually do stuff. You know what I mean? I really should go back and finish mine. I mean, I got halfway through it and joined the military and never finished. To be honest, this is what happened. It was a, I, I was in a four year program did two of the years, Join the military. They shipped me off to Texas. Then they shipped me off to Afghanistan and Iraq. And I just never finished. Never finished. Anyways, Gable received some booze. But he insulted the mindless people of Detroit for being uneducated. And they booed him even more. He said that Orton had no chance against Otis. And warned them that they would be the next champions. Riddle finally got a reaction. When he said that they were there, they were a fan of higher education. he challenged Gable to a match right here right now. Gable challenged him to an uh, to an i don't know what I wrote here that's weird Gable chal- uh, accepted his challenge. We all told Gable, get his bag, his beautiful brain his big, beautiful brain in the ring so we had a Four-minute match. It was like almost four minutes on the dot, I think, actually. It was Riddle versus Chad Gable. Gable used the Tiger suplex early on for a near fall, but Riddle blocked a moonsault attempt into a... Well, no, 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 that's later. They did this twice. Um, Riddle blocked a moonsault attempt, applied an ankle lock. Gable applied an ankle lock, and Riddle rolled out of it. Gable tried a rolling German suplex, and Riddle uh, flipped out before hitting a floating bro and a pinfall victory. So when he did the moonsault... It was kind of eh of a spot. It was supposed to be Gable does the moonsault, lands on his feet, lands right into the legs of Riddle in a triangle, but it kind of just fell apart a little bit, but wasn't 100% good looking. <clears throat> there we go. Cameron looks better now. Uh, this was a really good four-minute match other than one spot that was kind of messed up. I was really into Riddle here, and then Otis attacked Riddle after the match, stood in the ring and waited for Randy because their match was up next. Their match went three and a half minutes. Otis easily blocked a couple of RKO attempts, but ran into the steel steps after Orton dodged a charge. Orton followed this up with the draping DDT, but Otis blocked the RKO again and hit the world's strongest slam. Otis didn't go for the cover and instead went for a Vader bomb, and Orton avoided it. Orton then did hit an RKO and picked up the pinfall victory. So after the match, Riddle told Orton how proud he was of him for hating that RKO and told him that it was time for his present. Riddle said that there was nothing more appropriate than, well, a big hug. And Orton's kind of like sitting up on the ropes like, ah, come on. He's like, come on, Randy, just once. Give me a hug, man. Orton hesitated, Orton hesitated, and then the two hugged in the middle of the ring. And I go, what are they supposed to be? Team hell no. We already know they get together. Why, why tease that Randy doesn't want to hug him? That's kind of weird. Orton teased then giving him an RKO. He backs up and goes, eh? Oh, we hug again. <clears throat> That's kind of all right. In the back, Kevin Patrick interviewed Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens didn't like that his name's Kevin Patrick. He's like, your name's Kevin. I'm Kevin. You're not Kevin anymore. Patrick aired a promo that Big E had sent in via his cell phone. Because he wasn't there. And I'm going to talk about something here in a second. Regarding that. Talk about the importance of being the champion. And said who would use the champion's advantage as their disadvantage. Trying to pin somebody else and it not working or stuff. He said something along those lines. He just said that he's the top guy here. And he's going to walk out as a champion at day one. So Owens mocked Big E for saying how much it meant to be there every week even though he's not there this week. And we still don't know exactly what's going on with Biggie because I, I, I don't buy the whole, oh, the is off for precautions thing, but everybody else got to show up. If Biggie doesn't have, and I'm not saying he does, maybe he was near somebody that has it. <clears throat> but how is he going to get the day off for a precaution but everybody else, like Edge, Ms. Owens, and so forth, have to be at Raw. I, 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 I'm saying more than I know and more than I should. He says, Biggie under isolation. Yes, but why? Has he tested positive? We don't know. If he hasn't, then why does he need to be isolated is my question. Anyways, Kevin Owens then told Kevin Patrick, I don't like that your name's Kevin. Come up with a new name by next week. He didn't even give him a week. He didn't even give him a minute. He walks off, walks back, and goes, You know what? No. Your new name? It's Bert. You're, you're Bert. <clears throat> and then Seth Rollins would send out a tweet going, No, his name is Mike. So there you go. And if you get the joke, you get the joke. Because back in the day, freaking Kevin Owens. And um, Chris Jericho used to always call Tom Phillips Mike when they he would do the interviews backstage. Just Mike, hey, you're Mike, right, Mike? He would get Tom Phillips and Mike Rome mixed up, and he would always just call Tom Phillips Mike. D'Lo, we again, not gonna even say that because from what, like what, huh? You don't know. We don't know. No one knows. So next up, we learned that Veer Mahan is coming, but he hasn't came yet. Next up, we had a mixed tag team match that went two minutes and 45 seconds. It was the 24-7 champion Dana Brooke and Reggie against Tamina and Our truth and they finally said what I've been saying. Why is Reggie helping Dana Brooke instead of wanting to become the 24-7 champion himself? You know what I mean? I think Corey Graves said it. And I've been saying it for the last like three weeks now. <clears throat> they let us know that, well, this is a mixed tag. And the men can only fight the men and the women can only fight the women. They have to tell us that every single day, AF, time. And so early on, Tamina and our uh, truth are kind of arguing over who's going to start. And Truth's like, I want to be number one. I want to start number one. Me, number one. And so he and Reggie start off the match. Tamina uh, Tamina comes in and gives Reggie a super kick at one point. Reggie eventually pins Truth. I don't even think Dana Brooke technically got into the match. I know Tamina at one point knocked her off the apron, but yeah. Not anything to talk about. Tamina tried attacking Truth after the match, but he did his splits to avoid her. Brooke knocked down Tamina with the handspring elbow. In the back, we had a not-so-good interview from Nikki Ash. Like, she kind of stumbled over some of her words. Uh, Megan Morant interviewed Nikki Ash here. Nikki was under the impression she inspired Rhea Ripley to win her match last week. Nikki then challenged Queen Zelina and Carmella to a tag team title match next week. Not at the pay-per-view, next week on Raw. Nikki, a real human adult, closed her interview by saying... Boom, zap, kapow. And that was like the only part that she kind of didn't really stumble on. Like This was not a good interview by Nikki at all. No, no. She like stumbled on her words. She was like trying to remember her lines and it just, it didn't come off good. Then we get a video package that was kind of long, but it made sense why they had to air it tonight. Because, well, SmackDown this Friday is not actually SmackDown. It's a best of WWE in 2021 special. And so they aired a very long video package. Just recapping everything that's gone down between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Leading to their match this Saturday at day one. Going forward, the Street Profits took on Dominic and Rey Mysterio. In the finals of the RK Broniment. The Mysterios had the edge before the commercial break, but Montez Ford was firmly in control over Dominic following the break, and I don't know what it was, but Dominic and Montez Ford just didn't really mesh well together. Even a little bit of Dominic and and Dawkins, but they were better. It was just weird. It seemed like a couple of times Dominic and and Montez kind of lost each other for a moment, once or twice, maybe two, three times, actually. But Dominic hit some sort of like a counter, like a off-the-ropes jump-up, kind of spinny, Hurricane waist-lock thing. I don't even know what to call it. Or tagging in Ray and hit Angelo Dawkins with a seated senton and a springboard crossbody. Dawkins avoided a 619 and hit a spinning back elbow for a two. Ray also hit a tornado DDT for a two. Dawkins gave Ray a silencer, and Ford followed this up with a big-time frog splash, but Dominic broke up the pin. Ray gave Ford a 619 before wiping out Dawkins with a dive. Dominic gave Ford a frog splash for a very close near fall. They set up Ford for a double 619, but Dawkins knocked down Ray. Dawkins, or Dominic, hit a 619, but Dawkins caught him and put him on his shoulders. Ford then hit a very big and great-looking blockbuster to pick up the pinfall victory and earn themselves a shot at the, at the Raw Tag Team Championships this Sunday, no Saturday, At day one. So yes. It will be RK bro. Randy Orton and Riddle. Taking on Dom. Nope. Say that that again. So this coming Saturday. At the day one pay per view. It will be RK bro. Randy Orton and Riddle. Defending the Raw Tag Team Championships. Against well the winners of the RK bro. The Street Profits. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. I think. I think with this match now being announced, what is that? Six matches now for the show? Seven matches now officially announced for day one. <clears throat> Backstage, the Miz yelled at some guy for bringing the wrong flowers for the wedding renewal. Miz then introduced his special officiant, Eric Bischoff. And I go, oh, this is very interesting on a couple of levels. Hear me out here. This is very interesting because Eric Bischoff has officiated a wedding before in WWE. Billy and Chuck. But it's also interesting because Eric Bischoff, last time we saw him on a a pro wrestling TV show for AEW, but recently on his podcast, he has criticized AEW for some of the things they've done, and then boom here, well, showing up on WWE television. So, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I'll just say that and leave it at that. There's a video package, a long video package, actually, that basically caught us up to everything going on and leading into a match between AJ Styles and Omos, or Omos. And then they don't do the match because Omos wasn't there. And pause for a second. Everybody who wasn't there tonight, which is interesting. Now, some people, we... May not know, maybe, so there's some people that we may say wasn't there, but may have been there, but not used on television, like Liv Morgan, for instance. I don't know if she was there and just not used because Becky wasn't there, but everybody we know that wasn't at Monday Night Raw tonight. So, not at Raw tonight was Biggie, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Robert Roode. trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, again, can't say live, even though we didn't see her on TV, because she could have been there. Same with Rhea Ripley. Ripley wasn't used on TV, but she could have been backstage. I don't know, maybe why she wasn't in the segment with Nikki Nikki Cross. But those five I can confirm to you guys were not at the building. Were not in Detroit. Biggie, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Omos, not in Detroit tonight. <clears throat> so J Styles came out by himself and cut a promo and wondered where Omos was he said hey Omos is supposed to face me tonight now he's not even here to fight me well maybe he's afraid but we'll have to meet sometime Styles said that Omos had to pay his dues Styles himself has had over 20 years of experience and says that he will kick Omos's teeth in when they finally meet in the ring AJ looks over by the announce desk and notices somebody in the crowd, none other than Grayson Waller. And I'm going to say this right now, you know, you know that you are in trouble when you have to use Grayson Waller of all people to fill in for people that are missing from the show. Like, bro, when you got to use Grayson Waller who I was asked on Twitter tonight, you think the fans will hate him more than the Miz? You think he can get over as a bigger heel than the Miz? You want to know my reaction, my comment to that? I said, no, because the thing with Grayson Waller is they don't like him so much that they won't even react to him, that they won't even care enough to boo the guy. It's just, oh, yeah, this guy sucks so bad that we don't even want to boo him. We don't want to give him the satisfaction of being booed because that's what he wants, boos. That's how bad people don't like this Grayson Waller. So bad that they don't even want to react to him. So bad that when they booed him tonight, those were laugh track boos. Those were boos they piped in. Because if you listened, they were literally the exact same boos. They were not from a crowd in the building boos. But when you got to bring in a Grayson Waller because you're missing that many people, also think about this. Grayson Waller appeared on a main roster television show before Braun Breaker. Before Braun Breaker. Just saying. So AJ Styles goes, you know what? Grayson Waller, you're in the front row. How about I bring you up into the ring with me? Come up here, kid. So AJ introduces him to the WWE universe. Waller says that you came to my show, so I thought I'd come to your show. Waller noted how easy it is to get under AJ's skin. He said he planned on taking Styles' spot after almost is done with him. Styles said that this is where stars are made. And Grayson Waller, you're not a star. You're nowhere near being a star. Styles offered to show him around and then eventually give him a phenomenal forearm. And so he could, well, count the lights above. Out would then come Paul Cruz and Commander Aziz. Cruz said, AJ, you and Omos are no different than me and Aziz. But me and Aziz, we're a united front. That is the difference. Which, I never thought about that. You've got the veteran in Apollo Cruz with the tall rookie, Commander Aziz. You had a veteran in AJ with the tall rookie, Omos. I never thought about it. But they're kind of the same. Interesting. Thousand challenges oh, uh, Aziz to a match. Aziz accepts, and we go to commercial. Come back, and it's actually AJ and Apollo. We'll talk about that in a minute, because there's a Carmella interview before the match even started. So Megan Morant interviews Carmella in the back. She says, so what do you say of Nikki's challenge? And it was just Carmella knows Zelina again. Don't know if Zelina was there or not. That's why I didn't put her on my little list. Same with with... Baller and and Austin Theory. Don't know who was and wasn't there tonight. That's why I didn't say either of them. Because so that match was supposed to happen tonight. Again, also, Vince wasn't there. Bruce Prichard wasn't there. Kevin Dunn wasn't there. Uh, Adam Pearce wasn't there. Um, who else wasn't there? Adam Pearce wasn't there. I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Um, Michael Hayes wasn't there. That's it. Physic Man, Bruce Prichard, Kevin Dunn, Michael Hayes, and Adam Pierce were not at tonight's Monday Night Raw. The show was ran by John Laurinaitis and Ed Kosky. So going forward, basically Carmella said, you know what? I like Rhea. Rhea's got this hot goth thing going on. She can probably destroy a woman with her bare hands. But this is the tag team division, and eventually in a match between me and our queen Zelina, Nikki's gonna have to eventually tag in, and that's where things aren't gonna go well. So yes, we do accept so Going forward, we had AJ versus Apollo. This is a really good match. I really enjoyed this match. So I was in control early until Cruz dropped him on the apron before commercial break. Styles fought back with the Pele kick, strike combo for him, Yoshigiroshi, and got a near fall off of him. Cruz came back with the sit-out power bomb for a two. Styles responded with a moonsault into a reverse DDT, but Aziz pulled Cruz from the ring. Styles went after him, but Cruz hit a fireman's carry on the apron for a near fall. The two traded strikes here and there. And towards the end, AJ hit the Styles clash and picked up the victory, and I go, when's the last time AJ won with the Styles Clash? It's been a minute, at least that I can recall. It's been a minute. There was also a really cool spot where, I think, I I can't remember exactly, I didn't write it down, but uh, AJ was on the mat, and Apollo Crews literally lifted him up from the floor, just deadlifted him up into a powerbomb position, pulled him up, and boom, stood out power powerbomb really cool looking spot by apollo cruz after the match styles laid out uh i think he, yeah laid out his with the former forearm also styles was bleeding from the elbow at one point but i don't know where that came from um i see everyone in the chat saying what about this person this person wasn't on the show was this person there I named the five that I was told wasn't there. Again, the five wrestlers that I was told were not in Detroit. Big E, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Robert Roode. If anybody else that was supposed to be on the show didn't appear, I'm not going to say that I know they weren't there because I wasn't told. Those were the five that I was told were not there. And I'm not going to be that guy that goes, Well, I think this person wasn't there, or I think that person may not have been there since they weren't on the show. No, I ain't ain't about making stuff up just to sound better. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what I'm actually told, or go off of what others report. And I was told, specifically, those five. Clear cell phone footage of Seth Rollins from his home. Didn't really say anything of note. I didn't write anything down. He laughed a bunch, I think, and that was about it. Kevin Owens got a promo. Really good promo. He claimed that he won a big match in Madison Square Garden last night. Didn't say what the match was. Funny thing, though, is that he lost his match in Madison Square Garden last night. It's a cage match to Edge. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh. So Owens said that he was the only one From the upcoming WWE title match that was even here tonight. And that made him smarter than Rollins, tougher than Big E, and stronger than Bobby Lashley. I liked the way he used those phrases. Smarter, tougher, stronger. Says he can't blame them for not wanting to be in Detroit though. He went on for a bit before saying that he will be the next WWE champion. MVP would interrupt. He issued a warning on behalf of Lashley and called Owens stupid, for thinking he can win at day one. Owens said his mom thinks he's special. Don't mention and Alexander would then enter. Owens basically cut their promo for them and challenged Alexander to a match before they do it themselves. Between the segments and the Styles promo, the show was definitely, well, you know what I mean, filler. A lot of filler tonight. A lot of filler. Next up, we had a three-minute match. It was Kevin Owens against Cedric Alexander. Alexander got some offense in early. There was a spot where they were both at ringside. And Alexander's like up up, up towards the, the barricade. And he's just like, yeah, 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 And so, WWE posts a gif of this. And he just goes, yep, I was all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Owens did eventually win, though, with the pop-up powerbomb. Again, the match went about three minutes, 15 seconds or so. Owens and also gave Benjamin a stunner after the match. Match went like, again, 315, 316, something like that. Dolph Ziggler enters for his upcoming title match. and We go to break. Upon return from the break, Mike Rome then says, I would like everybody to turn their attention to the screen as we recap the feud between Liv Morgan and... And Becky Lynch. And we get a long video package detailing the feud between Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. Going into their title match at day one. Then, they had a promo from Damian Priest from earlier in the day. He said, everyone has darkness in them. He does his best to control his own. But last week, his darkness, which he calls Damian, came out. He said, when the blind rage comes out, there's nothing anyone can do about it. He knows. That can work against and for him. And he says it can work against him, against a multi time champion like Dolph Ziggler, who has won basically everything this company has to offer. But to be clear, the rage that cost him in the past is the same rage that will help him ensure that he remains champion. Uh, this was kind of dumb. I didn't really like it. And then Corey Graves goes, You know, he's going to really have to make sure Damien doesn't come out tonight. Because Damian Priest is great, but when Damian comes out, he can get a little unpredictable. I'm like, God damn. Um, So next up, we had a pretty good match. I liked it. It was Dolph Ziggler against Damian Priest for the United States Championship. No Robert Roode, Like I said, he wasn't there tonight. Priest chucked Ziggler over the barricade into the timekeeper's area onto a pile of chairs, which led to another break about three minutes into the match. Ziggler hit a Fame Master shortly after the break and got a two off of it. Priest came back with a spinning heel kick, back elbow, flapjack, broken arrow for a two. Ziggler reversed a choke slam into a roll-up for a two before hitting a leaping DDT for a two. Ziggler began taunting Priest, which caused Priest to turn into Damien, the cartoon Came out of him. Like, oh, my God. Like, we don't even know what triggers this. It's different almost every time. Priest hammered away on Ziggler in the corner. The ref told him to back it away. He didn't back it away, and the ref calls for the disqualification. Cool. Cool. We got a DQ finish in a title match. Whatever. After the match, Priest drove Ziggler into the barricade before giving him the reckoning. All right, cool. Next up, we got our main event. Main event segment, that is. And it was the vow renewal of Ms. Maurice. Eric Bischoff would make his way out to the ring, and then we go to break. Come back, Bischoff was very happy. He said, I'm very happy to be back here with WWE, and I want to introduce first the groom, the Miz. And so... Miz is making his way out to the ring. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, and he goes to walk up the steps. He tries to, like, joss, jog up the steps really quick, like, and he trips over the second step, catches himself. He's like, ah, 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 and he plays it off like, I almost fell. I almost fell, but I got it, and Bischoff's looking at him like, that could have been bad. He's like, yeah, hey, that could have been bad. I love the way Miz played it off. Miz is a GD pro. <clears throat> Bischoff was laughing at him. The crowd was laughing at him. And then they introduced the bride, Maurice. Maurice makes her way out to the wing wearing a big old white fancy wedding dress because of what just happened. Ms. helps her in the ring and is like, "Ah, I don't want you to fall. I thought that was really funny. Ms. insults Edge early on. He spoke about Maurice and put over Eric Bischoff. Maurice spoke about Ms, and the crowd booed over her vows to where you can barely hear her. Maurice said that she wanted him to beat Edge and asked if he wanted to continue being married to her. Miss claimed that Maurice didn't speak a word of English when they met 15 years ago. So he, not good, poorly actually, said, I'll do my vows in French. And he's saying all these things in French. And I think he actually said a couple words in Spanish. And Maurice is like, trying to correct him. He's like, "No, no, it's cool. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, She's like, uh, I don't know about this. And Ms. is like, All right, I'll finish off in English. She's like, yeah, that's, that's a better move. Ms. said, if he were a woman, he would want to be Maurice. He asked if she wanted to continue being his wife. Crowd booed, and she said yes. Eric Bischoff was ecstatic. He asked if anyone had any objections, and then literally goes, oh, wait. We know what's coming next. On this day, I see clearly out comes Edge. Like, really, the way they did this was kind of dumb. Like, I liked the segment for what it was because it was so just over the top dumb that it was actually kind of funny and good in a way. With Miss trying to do like the French but saying words in Spanish, and Maurice being like Maurice. I loved when Miss was trying to say words and Maurice is like, No, it's Google. No, it's. Goo-goo. He's like, No, oh, it's Google. She's like, No, it's Google. No, like, no, and he's like, It's this. Goo-goo. Yeah, do it in English. I miss and Maurice play off of each other because Ms is just so fantastic and Maurice plays off of him so well. Like, Jesus Christ. But I just didn't like at the end when Eric Bischoff was like, So, does anyone have any objections here? And then he literally just goes, Wait, wait, we we know what's coming next, we know what happens next. And then Edge's music hits immediately. And I'm like, Oh, well, we knew Edge was coming out, but I didn't like the way they basically just said, all right, Edge, your turn. Come on. Dude, Edge makes his way out to the ring, and it's basically COVID city in there. They got everyone, like everyone, spread out six feet apart. They have these microphones that are like stretched out. and Like Edge has got to stand on this mic. Can't move. Ms. and Maurice are in their spot, and then Bischoff's all the way over here. And it's like, well, we got to spread everybody out for COVID. And it's funny. Because first thing Edge said, he's like, hey, Ms, don't trip. <laughs> I died. I died when he said that. Because you know, that's improv. He improv that. Well, they didn't they give him that line. So Edge said he would interrupt. Uh, Ms. and Marie said they knew Edge would interrupt. But they were glad he interrupted. So he can get a front row seat to see what true love is really about. Edge admitted. But they got the upper hand on him. Over the last couple of weeks. But his plan is to embarrass Miz before day one. And he starts looking around like someone else is going to come out. And Miz and Marie start looking around like, what's going on? And Edge goes, wait, is this supposed to be a white wedding? And Miz is like, looking at him like, what do you mean? What, what, what? Brood music plays. Brood music plays. The lights go red. And, and well, we get a brood bath. But it didn't look like blood. It looked more like poop. More brown like poop. The poo bath. Ms. Maurice covered. Eric Bischoff got some too. As laughed, he walked away, and the show went off the air. This is an all right segment. The beginning part was good with Ms. And Maurice and I, I I just can't get over the the Ms. saying I'm gonna do my lines in French. And he's, like, saying something. He's, like, okay. Gru- wah-wah. Gru- wah-wah. Gru- wah-wah. And then he's, like, tried to say one word, and is like, no, it's... Blah- blah. And the way they were playing off each other was just perfect. I loved it. I loved it. But that was Monday Night Raw. An enjoyable show. If I had to vote, I would say I liked it, to be honest. It was enjoyable. A little too many video packages. Well, long video packages for my liking. But in the end, I actually liked it. But with that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, you can put a super chat in the chat, the YouTube chat, to let me know what you guys thought. Or you can text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. But first, let's go to the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 60% of you liked tonight's Raw. 40% thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, let's see. Twitter poll, Twitter poll, Twitter poll. Actually, so I'm here on WWE's Twitter. It doesn't look like poo. It looks more like Motor Oil, to be completely honest. And it looks thick like Motor Oil as well. So let's pull up the... As the poll does go, 40% of you on Twitter did not like tonight's Raw. 34% thought it was just all right. And 25% did not like the show. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 46% like the show. 36% thought it was just all right. And 19% did not like tonight's Monday Night Raw. As far as text messages... Um, bum, 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 bum. says, I think we all did okay tonight. Do you see every champion going going be champion unit main? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I think I know what this is supposed to mean. I think this person is asking if I see any title changes before WrestleMania. That's a tough question. Hmm. I don't think Damian Priest nor Nakamura will be champions in going into mania. Also, I can see the I can see RK Bro losing the tag titles. I so liked Raw tonight. Who you think funnier on Raw, Riddle or R Truth? Also, an update on Alexa Bliss. Got nothing on Alexa and Riddle. Says, is there a possibility that the women's tag team titles will be defended at day one? No, they made it clear that the match is set for next week. Says, why isn't there a regular SmackDown this Friday? Well, here's the the thing. So, Friday night is New Year's Eve. Fox always airs their New Year's Eve show. With that, they were saying, they they told WWE, you're being moved to FS1. WWE said, eh. We're not going to do an actual show for FS1. We'll do a recap show, and there you go. They felt like it wasn't really worth it for them to put on a live show on FS1 on New Year's Eve, which I think that's kind of dumb because you need the go-home show for SmackDown the day before the pay-per-view. But that's why. says, just got back from Raw in Detroit, empty arena. So you mean like, not a lot of people were in the arena, like it was a not good turnout. Is that what you're saying? Because we can go look with WrestleTix and see what they said. This person here says, again, just got back from the Raw in Detroit, empty arena. But as far as WrestleTix, let's see what they have to say regarding... (laughs) Tonight's <laughs> Raw. Brought in Detroit update. This was as of this morning. Huh. This says that they had sold 8,000 tickets. Almost 9,000 tickets. I don't know if just a lot of people didn't show up. but According to WrestleTicks. There was literally only 426 tickets available for the show as of this morning. 8,974, 95% of tickets put on sale were distributed. So I don't know if just people didn't show up. It looked good on TV. The deal. We says the same thing. They made it look good on TV. So well, I don't know. I don't know. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here: Twitch.tv forward slash PW YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember to follow me on Twitch personally: Twitch.tv forward slash P. Oh nope, Timmy Buddy. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. I will be live in a little bit, streaming games over there, having some fun, playing some stuff. So have a great night, guys, and I'll see you later.